Hello and welcome to the Under the Gaslit Lamp podcast. I'm Regan and today I'm joined by Tom from Rovers Chat. Um, hi, uh, it's good to be on. Yep. So we actually spoke to Rovers Chat earlier in the season in the one-all draw uh, where we saw Conor Horahan score a wonderful free kick in the dying embers of the game, which probably uh, kept Steve Bruce in his job for a little while. Um, before we delve into the questions about the next game, how, how do you think that game panned out and how did it feel to kind of concede so late? Um, I thought that we were good value for the win, if I'm being honest. Um, I thought we played well that day against what I thought was a strong Villa side. Um, but if I'm also being honest, had you offered me that draw at the start of that game, probably would have took it. But obviously when it comes like it does in the last minute, it's massively disappointing. So it was a bit of a signal from what, from what I can remember of it, definitely. Yeah, I, I remember it obviously in the, the complete uh, other way. You know, it was it was almost elation because we'd had such a poor start to the season. And um, Hurahan had kind of been outcasted a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he came on and scored an absolute wonder goal. And, yeah, you know, obviously there's two sides to every game. Definitely. When uh, when we spoke to Rose Chat earlier in the season, you predicted uh, Blackburn to finish 14th. Is this still achievable, do you think? Um, I think so. There was a time, probably about only two months ago, really, um, that we felt we could finish higher. Um, simply because we we on we were on such a good run, but um, since we've we've won one in eight, which is obviously absolutely shocking. Um, <clears throat> so you know, fourteenth is about about where I'd expect us to be between fourteenth and seventeenth, no higher. Um, so I think that was pretty spot on at the time. Fair enough. You mentioned one woman in eight. What what would you put your uh, poor runner form down to? I'm not too sure, really. It's <laughs> There was a, we beat Hull three 0 really comfortably um, in uh, the end of January, um, and at that point we were on top of the world. We were a point off the playoffs, um, and then we played Brentford the next game, and we were two 0 up inside ten minutes, then lost five um, two. In that same game, Daryl Lenihan, who I'd say is our main centre half, got injured, and he's not been back since. Um, and as good as Mulgrew is at you know, scoring free kicks and penalties defensively, he, he lacks quite a lot in the championship. Um, and then he got injured, as, as did Jack Rodwell. Um, so now we've only got one fit centre half, and he's a twenty-year-old academy graduate. So I'd put it down mainly to defensive wars. If anything, just losing Daryl Linehan was a was a big, big blow, and I think it's had a massive impact on the side. And now it's a case of getting out of that rut. A 3-0 win against Wigan midweek uh, last week, I think it was. Uh, did did a little bit um, to stop that, but then we weren't able to capitalise against uh, Sheffield Wednesday. So it's it's been disappointing. Uh, and that's, that's an understatement. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Jack Rodwell. Obviously, he, he hasn't really had the, uh, the the best career. You know, he was, he was taken for such huge things. And his career kind of stagnated at Sunderland. Um, I don't know if you've seen the the Netflix documentary, but um, it, it seemed like he was only really there towards the end of his time there for, for the money. Um, how has Rodwell kind of panned out for Blackburn this season? <clears throat> to be fair, we've kind of talked to him quite well. Um, he, he's clearly got a little bit of quality that other players in the squad don't have, whether that's his range of passing or his ability just to to see something before it happens. Um, 
the issue is he's part of a defence that, you know, isn't that strong. <clears throat> and now he's not playing midfield because Morbid doesn't see him as that sort of player. For us, it's it's whether or not he's quite good enough um, as a centre-half. But he, we have talked to him well, be, simply because, like I said, he has that. You do see the quality that he possesses. It's whether or not it's as a central defender, um, and that's where Morbury sees him playing. Um, I think he got a bit of unfair criticism, um, but then I am biased because he plays for my club now, and I've not seen that. Um, from what I understand, he's on a very, very small fraction of that. Maybe even single figures at Rovers. Um, so, yeah. Um, I can't get any complaints about, about Rodwell at all, really. Um, which surprised me, because I thought he was a... I thought, he, I thought he could be a bit of a, a poison chalice um, type thing, but to his credit, um, he's been great. Interesting. Um, so the last time we spoke, we got a, a finishing position prediction for Villa as well, which was sixth. Uh, obviously, we're currently sitting sixth now. Do you think that still stands, or do you think we could potentially finish higher up or even drop out of the playoffs? Um, I think sixth, probably. You know, I think you, you can look to be finishing around there, definitely. Obviously, Dean Smith came in and did a great job, hasn't he? Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think you can complain, can you? I think that sixth is is could be about right. Um, obviously, the the fourth to first is pretty much sealed, isn't it? With uh, West Brom, Sheffield United, and and Leeds and Norwich. Um, so sixth or fifth, definitely not out of your reach. So I think that was a, another a decent prediction by by the Rovers chat team. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Blackburn prediction isn't isn't too far off, and we're sat exactly here where yeah. like you said we would be. So, um, so bar Jack Grealish, which seems to be a lot of opposition fans' answers, which Aston Villa player would you take at Blackburn? Mm. You can take Jack Grealish if you like, but you know, I think it would be Jack Grealish, though, wouldn't it? I mean, he's that <laughs> that good. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. I'd, I'd have to go with the the one that you don't want me to say and, and say Grealish, really, just because he's he's got that bit of quality. I'd love to see him and Dak just tear it up. That'd be that'd be good. Well, you, you mentioned Dak. Um, you know, he's he's almost the, the Grealish of the Rovers, basically. You know, he's your talisman. Definitely. Um, do you see him staying at Rovers after this season? Um, I don't know. I think that he will. Um, he's gone off the boil a little bit um, this past uh, couple of months, um, but then he has scored about fourteen goals for us in his first season in the championship. And as a newly promoted team, we can't really complain. I don't think at that. Um, but yeah, he's got the quality to go higher. Um, and with us, he's never had any attitude problems like like what was rumored at Gillingham. Um, I'm not convinced it'll come this season, um, this this summer. Um, I think that maybe if he has another good season like he has this year, um, then he could be gone. But I'm hopeful we'll keep him for, for next season. What kind of club could you see him going to? I think either a newly promoted Premier League club that are just looking to survive or you know a top-end championship club. I don't see him going any higher. I think he's the sort of player that, you know... Is top end championship, but not quite good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he he'll probably never make it as a as a regular Premier League. But I hope he does. And I hope it's with Blackburn, of course. But um, yeah, looking at it, I think he's got the quality to to you know get to the top end of the championship, but might just lack that Premier League cutting edge. Yeah, 
a lot of our fans in the summer when you know it was rumoured that we were going to be losing Grealish to Tottenham um, identified Dak as a, an almost like-for-like -like, uh, replacement. Um, I think you know they're, they're similar in some ways that they play, but obviously Grealish is uh, he, he draws fouls a lot, like you know he, he, a lot in, in dangerous positions as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, could you know could you see Dak fitting into a team like Villa? Um, I think Dak's more of a goal scorer than Grealish. You know, one of the big criticisms that people have of Grealish is that you know his assists and his his goals um, don't tend to be that high. But obviously, if you look closer into it, the amount of of goals he's involved in um, is high. So whether it's a pass that cuts open a defence for a for a square ball across the keeper, that it's a simple tap in that type of thing. Um, but yeah, Dak Dak could fit in. I think he could fit in any team. Um, he's the sort of player you want. He knows how to unlock a defence, he can pick a pass and he can score a goal. Um, to score, like I said, 14, 15 goals from midfield, um, albeit playing as number 10, I think is, is mightily impressive, especially in his first season in the Championship. It's easy to forget that he's never played at this level before um, because he's, he's talked to it so well for the majority of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Obviously, we've just been talking about Dak. You did say that he's gone off the boil a bit. Which which players should we be most wary of? Um, I think Danny Graham. He's a massively underrated talent. I know that he had his problems at Sunderland, similar to Rodwell, really, didn't he? But um, you know, he's. I would argue that Dak, Dak, Danny Graham is probably our most important player. Um, Dak's brilliant, and he'll score your goals and whatnot. But Bradley Dak's nowhere near the same player without Danny Graham. Danny Graham holds the ball up, he's strong in the air, um, he often goes unnoticed. Um, so I'd say I'd say Graham needs to watch out for, just because he offers that physicality that we lack sometimes. Um, and he's, he's bullied defenders in the Championship, and when a lot of people thought he was he was past his best, like he's got 13, 14 goals this season as well, so no complaints from him either. Okay. Um, in the last time we spoke through his chat, uh, you, you gave a 9 out of 10 for the summer transfers. Do you still agree at this stage of the season or has the new uh, new signing shine worn off a little bit? Uh, is that for, for Rovers, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say it's worn off a little bit. Um, we signed Ben Brereton from Nottingham Forest on loan with a... Well, it was, it was always a permanent deal for £7 million, but it was originally on loan. And then obviously that was made permanent in January and he's just... He's not hit the heights that we expected. Um, he's only 19 years old. Um, but when you spend £7 million on a player and you're, you're a club of our stature who can't really go spending £7 million willy-nilly like that, we expect more. Um, the other signings haven't really played enough to to give us a to give a genuine thing, uh, a genuine opinion, really. I mean, Joe Rothwell, who we signed, is great off the bench, but he's proven when he starts, in my opinion, I know some of us won't disagree with that, but in my opinion, he's, he's proven why Mowbray doesn't start him. Um, he's great going forward, but defensively lacks. I think that you need that balance in the squad. Um, Adam Armstrong, we knew what we were getting with him. <clears throat> he's had, he had a good, a good January when we were in form, but he's he's struggled recently as well. Um, but we do like him, and he does work hard. Um, like I said Jack Robwell's played, but he's been second string most of the time. Um, and when he wasn't, you know, we were still leaking goals. So I think the summer signs haven't haven't lived up. We had another one, Jacob Davenport, who's been injured. The only one that I'd say has really impressed is a player that's going to be going back to Southampton at the end of the season, and that's Harrison Reed, who's been brilliant for us. Um, 
But yeah, the transfer window wasn't as successful as what we at first thought. I think we got excited when we signed a player for seven million because for us that isn't something that we expected, especially not in our first season back. Um, so yeah, it's it's not been as good as what we'd have liked to liked it to have been. Okay, so where, where do you think that uh, Blackburn need to improve next season? You know what what uh, positions need a bit more solidifying. Uh, defensively, definitely. Um, defensively, we're shocking. Um, I think we've conceded more than Ipswich, which isn't a great start. Um, yeah, it's we we seem to panic a lot. Um, you know, that if you're playing against Blackburn Rovers, there's a good chance that you'll have a couple of a couple of chances to to score goals, and that's proven the case in the majority of games we've played. Um, we have kept a few clean sheets, but then we go and concede about four in the next game. So, for example, use Wigan as the Wigan game as an example. We beat them three nil, and it was it was a comfortable victory. Then we concede four against Shepherd Wednesday. The uh, next game, uh, Hull, we beat them three nil, um, and you know the solid defensive performance. And I think that was a third that was our third clean sheet in four games as well. But then we conceded about eleven in our following three. So it's like. You know, you you conceding too many goals. Uh, we yeah, I'd say the defence. That's pretty. That's the, the position we need to strengthen the most with a better defence. I think there's a good chance we'd be higher up the league table. Okay. Um, what's the current ownership situation like at Blackburn? Like, as someone that doesn't really follow the club, the Venkis were always something that would come up in discussions about football. Um, you know, has the ownership situation improved, or is it still a, a case of unrest at the Rovers? It's it depends which fan you talk to, which is is interesting. Um, basically, it's interesting. Interestingly enough, there's there was a some some figures that came out today that said that in League One we were losing something like three hundred or thousand a week. Um, so we were operating under heavy losses, and Venkis were basically funding that. Without Venkis, we would be really in trouble. We'd basically be Bolton. If if Venkis decide to pull the plug, we are Bolton. Um there's the argument that you know we wouldn't be in this position had they not made the mistakes they made. But right now I think we've just got to, to put up with them and, and say, you know what they are, putting the money in. I think they've realised they've made mistakes and we've got a manager in charge now who the majority of Rovers fans love. Um and they're finally putting in place a, a structure at boardroom level that we can be proud of. Obviously, people used to say with the likes of John Williams as our director of uh, director and, and whatnot that it was the perfect way to run a small football club and it went to how not to run a small football club in the space for about three months. Um, but now I think we're getting back to some some sense of stability, um, which can only be a good thing. Okay. And finally, what's your score prediction for the Villa-Blackburn game? Um, I think I'll... I'll go for a hard four, one-one draw, same as the the reverse, but it could quite easily be about three-four nil to Villa. So as you can see, I'm not not totally confident um, in that prediction. Um, I think I'm going with my um, heart rather than my head, saying okay. one-one. But you, you, I think you both should be confident. Um, I'd, I'd be expecting to win if I was a if I was a Villa fan, which I'm, I'm sure you probably are. Yeah, I think um, I think the way that we've been playing. Of late, I think you know we scored three against Middlesbrough, who's one of the best defenses in the whole English leagues. Uh, put four past Derby, put three past Forest. Um, 
you know, I, I think I think it's either going to be a game where we're going to be scoring quite heavily, or it is going to be a one-all draw because obviously it's fresh off for the back of the uh, international break. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's like with our form at the moment, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, the sort of team that can turn up on the day and just blow you out the water. I think when we played Hull, Hull were still on their eleven game unbeaten run. Um, and they came, and I think that was the that that's why the moment the run so disappointing for us because there was a point when we thought, by God, could we actually get the playoffs here? Because we were, we were when we were two 0 up against Brentford, we were in it by a point. So you looked at that and you thought, God, this is an incredible first season back, and since then it's just fallen off. And I said the defense is poor, so you you boys could well have a, a field day, but then on our day, I know that. That we could beat any team in the league, it just our day's not come at all recently. I'm sure when it comes, it'll be an interesting game. Oh, it shall. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you want to go and follow Rovers Chat on Twitter, they will be uh, tagged in the post when this is live. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you.